Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, another Kings victory. We got the college and NFL weekend. The Titans beat the Packers. I want your phone calls. I want your picks. Great to have you here. Just had a Really fun show with Sean Salisbury and Ryan in Sacktown as uh, we talked uh, a lot of NFL with uh, Sean. And then Ryan and I talked about the game last night and the weekend coming up with Marvin Bagley coming into town on Sunday. Uh, but I want to hear from you today. Speaking of Sunday, I'll be back on my YouTube live channel. If you don't like that with Grant Napier. Yes, indeed. We're going to have a lot of fun. That is coming up for you on Sunday night. How the hell are you, everybody? Having a good day? Getting ready for a good weekend. Hard to believe Thanksgiving's next week, huh? Unbelievable. Boy, the time flies, right? Speaking of time flying, this is not the same Green Bay Packers team that we saw a couple of months ago back in January. I mean, I know they lost in the playoffs, but the point is, wow, completely different looking team, right? Completely. Packers beat at home last night by the Titans who just keep on rolling. All right, we're not going to mess around today. I'm going to get right to phone calls and not waste people's time when they get on uh, and hit that hand icon like Antonio. Love hearing from Antonio, and he joins us here. You're our leadoff man today, Antonio. Go ahead, buddy. I'm like Ricky Henderson, man. I hit a home run every time I, you know, the best leadoff hitter ever in, in baseball uh, when Ricky was rolling back in the day. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I used to love Ricky. Hey, uh, Grant, real quick things. The Kings have been fun to watch. Um, I've been been listening to the shows, man. Just been busy like always, man. But I'll give you my picks real quick. Uh, I got the Cowboys. Um, I'm taking your Giants. Um, and I will take Cleveland and some, I just think the change of them getting the change up and them, I guess they're going to move the, you know, the biggest storm in, in, yeah, they're going to move Detroit. that game yep. in the course. I'll never waver from my, my silver and black. It's a mess. It's a, it's a, it's a SS show. I know. You know what's going on. It's, everything's changes. Um, and I take my Raiders, but real quick, um, I really love that guy, that coach for, I love uh, Mike Grable for Tennessee. If we can get a guy like that in there, I don't know how long McGann, they're going to give McGann's another year, but I just yep. love his fire. I love how he just, he's a, he's a player's coach, man. He's a guy's love that guy, man. Um, but I just wanted to get it real quick. And hey, Grant, I really hope you enjoy your Turkey Day um, uh, game um, Thursday night. Thursday, I love those turkey games. And, of course, being around your loved ones and your family, man. I wish you all the best. Happy Thanksgiving. And um, I'll see you. I'll be talking to you during the week, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Antonio. I appreciate you, buddy. You have a good weekend. Take care. You too. Okay, bye. All right. Good stuff right there. Let's get to uh, Dorian right here on Listen Up. Hey, Dorian. Hey, Grant, as always, we appreciate you holding these rooms, man. We appreciate it. Go Kings. Um, it felt really weird kind of going into the game. Um, I didn't get to go to uh, yet last night, but it felt really weird feeling this kind of confidence that the Kings were going to win this game. And that's not something that uh, Kings fans are used to feeling. But I really liked, you know, going to the strike 24 times. Um, again, over 90% shooting from the line. That's awesome. Bench scored 60 plus points. And it was really cool to see, you know, the next man up person. It's like, hey, you know, Terrence Davis had a great game against the Nets. And then Malik Monk just came out off the bench and had his, his one yep. of his best games. So great all-around win. Um, I'm really excited. Eight and six. I hope the Kings keep winning. I appreciate you, Grant. Thanks for everything. Go Kings. Thank you, buddy. Have a good weekend. Appreciate you, too. Let's get to uh, Jeff next. Hello, Jeff. How are you on this Friday? Trying to turn on my Hey, buddy. Mic. Yep. Oh, am I on? That's all right. You're good. I, okay. Yep, you're on, bud. I'm outside, so I couldn't hear you too well. 
unloading dog food from the rescue run today. But anyways, I seem like you always say, you know, the team, the team, the Kings or any other team plays down to the competition and the Kings came out on fire last night. Then all of a sudden it seemed like they were, they just went into a trance or, you know, they just started, they got off the pedal. I think, what were they up? Like 16? And then they ended up. Yeah. And then before you knew it, it was tied. Yeah. And then, and then they turned it just like the air and took the game over. Like he was just waiting around and he finally put the pedal to the metal. I mean, you just can't be like that all the time. I mean, you gotta, you gotta take a team and knock them out. If you can knock them out, I mean, can't let them back in the game. Yeah. Well, I think it's all part of the learning process with this group. I mean, you know, the Kings are going to lose some games. They're not going to go 76 and six, but I, right. I think there are some, uh, I, uh, game, the NBA is a game of runs, and it's very difficult to play a 48-minute consistent game. The other, you know, you're playing against professional basketball players too, and when your shot, when you when you stop making shots, sure. the other team will go on runs. That's the NBA, and it's just it's how long are you going to go collectively? Listen, the Kings are going to have some nights, Jeff, where nobody is making shots, and quite frankly, their defense has not been shown to be good enough to make up for right. a night where everyone. But, but when you look at how many offensive weapons the Kings have, what's the chances of everyone having an off night at the same time? Probably not very good. Right. No, you're right. I mean, with Herder and Sabonis, I mean, how many double-doubles does Sabonis have now? A lot. I That's mean, he, that guy, he's, a, he's a walking double-double machine. I know. I hear you. Well, what are, are the Packers out of it? My friend Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think they are. Are they yep. done? Yep. Uh, yeah, and you know, Aaron, yep. what he missed? Did you watch the game last night, or did you just watch highlights? Yeah, yeah, I watched I, it. I, I just seen the highlights because I don't have the prime. But uh, it seemed like Aaron, towards the end of the game, just missed like three open receivers. Yeah, yeah, he did. No one's playing well on the Packers. I mean, they were they 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 are a bad football team right now. They really are. I don't know how they beat Dallas last week, down twenty eight fourteen in the fourth. I. I still can't believe they ended up winning that game. It's that Watson kid. The kid's got like five or six touchdowns. I think five touchdowns yeah. in the last two games. Yep. All right, Grant, you have a good weekend. Well, and uh, stay cool. And are you going to do a, do something tonight after the game? Or is it tonight? Uh, Sunday night oh, after Sunday. the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on YouTube Live after the game on Sunday. Oh, you're that's right. You're on, I think you broke 300 last night. Yeah, well, I had several thousand on uh, Twitter as well watching. So yeah, we're getting there, man. We're rolling up. We're rolling along. You're, you're rocking. I told my wife Kelly about that. She was excited. She says, Grant's going to Grant, Grant, hit a thousand. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hit a couple of thousand before the year's over. You watch. Don't even worry about it. I, I appreciate your I'm, support. I'm excited for you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. A uh, lot of fun doing the shows on after the game. A lot of fun. I had... For the Lakers game on uh, Periscope, 29.9 thousand viewers and thousands again last night. It's going very well. I'm very happy, very happy to be doing it. Eli, how are you, sir? Hey, Grant. I'm great. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's going on? Hey, so I was at the Kings game last night. It was uh, my first one in a while, maybe over a year, and I really enjoyed it. Good environment, and of course, the the win was great. Um, the comeback was impressive. After well, not comeback, but when they the game was tied, and then they went on that run at the end of the third and the fourth. That was great to watch, and I think the environment is a lot better now than it was in the past. So. Um, I wanted to ask you, Grant, I know before the year started, um, you know, we were not as optimistic and certainly the first four losses. So my question to you is, uh, to what extent do you think that the Kings' recent successes are due to the fact that Mike Brown is a great coach? Or is it just because, you know, they got Herder, who's a good three-point shooter, and De'Aaron Fox has improved? Uh, the latter. The latter, um, without a doubt. I'm still waiting for, I always, I said this, I need to see a team play 20 to 25 games before I really make a concrete evaluation. And this next road trip that starts with Memphis is going to tell me a lot more about this team because you're not going to be able to say, well, gee, they didn't play anybody, particularly when they end the road trip in Boston. So I'm really curious 
to see how this next stretch of games go for Sacramento. I want to see now, can they take what they've done at home? Because I think they will win on Sunday. Can they take what they've done at home during this stretch? And can they now go do it on the road against good teams? You know, you're not playing Charlotte. You're not playing Orlando on this road trip. You're not playing the Warriors, who are a bad team right now, even though they lost to the Warriors. You're not playing Miami, who has not been a good team this year. Coming up now on the road, you're going to be playing good teams. Now, you are catching a break with Memphis without Bain, who's going to be out of the lineup. And he killed Sacramento uh, two weeks ago. But you have Memphis. Mm. Then you're at Atlanta the next night. So you got a back-to-back, Memphis to Atlanta. All right? And you lose an hour when you go to Atlanta. And short flight, then a day off, and then you have Boston, and then you come home on Monday and take on the Phoenix Suns, then Indiana. So let's see what happens here in this next stretch of games after Sunday. Tuesday, Memphis. Wednesday, Atlanta. Friday at Boston. Let's see how they do on this road trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I know they beat the Cavs, but I believe that was at home. So Yeah, yeah and was, the Cavs lost every game on their road trip. You know, the Cavs we were talking about, they started the road trip at 8-1. and one. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to Sacramento. They lost their next game to the Warriors. And then they lost to Minnesota. They didn't even win a game on their road trip. You know, and maybe, maybe, and again, just maybe, the Cavaliers aren't as good as we thought. So that's why I need to see a team 20 to 25 games before we go all crazy. I mean, look at the Spurs. They started off red hot. Now they're back to normal, right? Jazz have mm-hmm. lost a couple of games now. So that's why, you know, you got to you gotta go 20, 25 right. games before you make too many uh, concrete uh, evaluations. I mean, the, the Jazz, to me, you know, perfect example. They've now lost three in a row. They're 10 and six, which is still good, but they're, they're trending south, all right? They're trending. Mm-hmm. Memphis, without Bane, has had trouble. Memphis has now lost yeah. two in a row. They're all of a sudden nine and six. They're, they got Jaron Jackson back. They're working him into the lineup, but they're really missing Bain. They're missing him. So let's see what happens. Yeah, you know, I find it interesting, Grant, because I think that the West really is kind of wide open this year. They don't have, they don't really have a clear leader in the West. They don't, there's no nope. Warriors. And I think, I can't remember the last time that happened, but I know that before the season started and we were, you know, talking about the standings and, you know, who are the Kings going to be better than compared to last year, who were the top eight. But we didn't really, I mean, we didn't see the Warriors doing worse than the Kings, certainly. So it's just kind of odd that there's no leader. And I can't really remember yep. the last time that happened. Maybe you do, but. Well, that's a great point. Uh, great point. One other thing I want to add about the schedule. Memphis is 5-1 and one at home. All right? So, but they, they've only gone 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but they have played well at home. So, you know, we'll see how the Kings get going on this road trip next week. Then they go to Atlanta. You know, and Atlanta is only 5-5 five and five in their last 10. But Boston, they're hot. They've won eight in a row. That's going to be a hell of a game, the Kings and Celtics, at the end of this road trip, unless – unless we have a couple of injuries yeah. between now and then. And that's another thing, Eli, you got to factor in. Kings have been the healthiest team in the league. They haven't had any injuries yet, and they're going to have some injuries, and we're going to have to hope yep. that it's not Fox and not Sabonis. Yeah, we will. I was going to ask, I mean, I guess you've kind of answered it already, but I was going to ask to what extent did you think that this burst is going to be sustainable? But um, yeah, you need your 20 to 25 games to, <laughs> I yep. guess, to determine that. So I Absolutely. don't know. I mean, they're not going to go eight and two forever in the next 10, but you know, if they can do like a six and four type of thing, that'd be great. We'd be in good shape. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks, Eli. All right. Thanks, Grant. Let's move along to some other phone calls and uh, we are going to bring in Amy. Amy, welcome to this Friday show here on Listen Up. Hello, Amy. Hi, Grant. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Um, I have um, two things. One, I want to make sure I get my picks in. I haven't been on in a while. It's been. Yep. Um, so I'm picking the Jets. Um, I'm going to pick your Giants. I hope I don't um, jinx them. Um, I'm also going to pick the Vikings and I'm going to no. pick Bengals, too. And then. Okay. Gotcha. Then Thank my you. next um, yep. my next question, I saw um, a stat, and this is going back to the Nets game. I saw a stat that basically said that the Nets had the – they were first as far as a defensive rating when Kyrie is not playing. Um, I wanted to know where their defense was when they played the Kings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to ratings or stats this early into the season because I think all the numbers are skewed because one really good game – 
and one really bad game can affect you dramatically. But when you put an average uh, within 40 games as opposed to 10 games, it's much different. So honestly, I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I think it's very misleading. You know, the only stat that really means anything to me are the stats that are the standings. And Brooklyn is seven and nine. That's the only stat that matters to me. I don't really pay attention. You know, until we get to 40 games or 50 games, point differential doesn't mean a lot to me. Offensive and defensive ratings to me can be misleading. I just look at the standings for the first half of the season. After that, after you have a, you know, a, a good number of games, then the numbers start to mean something to me. Like I, Jerry Reynolds always told me he thought the most important stat was point differential. He thought point differential was the most telling statistic of them all. But point differential doesn't really mean anything until you play at least half the season. Because like, for, for instance, Sacramento the other night, they, they scored 153 points. Well, their point differential right now is skewed because they've only played 14 games and there haven't been enough games to even that out because they're going to have some games along the way where they only score 95 points. All right, though, that's going to happen. So, you know, one really lopsided game in the first 10 or 12 can really skew the numbers where it's not a real indicative. It's not really a good indicator. So I don't really pay attention to that stuff. All right. Well, that's important. Thanks for teaching me something today. I appreciate it. I hope you have a nice weekend. Thank you. You take care. And here's the other deal. Your schedule can be lopsided in the first 10 games. You know, you might have a inordinate amount of road games, or you might have a schedule where you're playing all upper echelon teams and you haven't really played the weak part of your schedule. Whereas in 40 games, that doesn't apply. You've played everyone and you've gone through good stretches and bad stretches and you've had games where you've blown out teams, but you've also been blown out. So that evens things out. Haven't been enough games right now for that. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls with Brian. Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, Grant. I'm doing well. How are you today, man? I'm good, my man. What's up? Hey, just want to get the picks in. And so I'm going to roll with uh, Kansas City in the points. I am going to take uh, Denver. I am also going to take Washington. And then lastly, I'm going to take Philly and the points as well. Sounds good, buddy. We got you down. Yep. And, uh, and no, hey, Grant, thanks for all the shows you've been doing lately. You know, it uh, goes without saying they're fantastic. The post-game King shows have been great. You know, chiming in on the uh, live YouTube after. Thank you. Uh, uh, and so I appreciate you taking the time to do all that. And it's been great for us local Keens fans. Well, I'm doing it for the fans. And you all are freaking awesome. But I really appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate your support. So thanks very much. You bet you, Grant. You have a good weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, buddy. Bye-bye. You know, and of course, I personally am following hockey as well on top of everything else going on. And uh, my good buddy, George McPhee, he's got the Vegas Golden Knights rolling, 14 wins, four losses, top record in the West, 28 points. So I'm following that. And in the East, I'm waiting for my New York Rangers to get going. Eight in the conference. Not going to cut it. Not going to cut it. Got to play better hockey. Plain and simple. All right, let's get to uh, some more folks. We get to Connor. Hello, Connor. How you doing today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? So I think on yesterday's show, somebody was wondering about me being an Oilers fan. So I kind of wanted to clear that up a little bit. Yes. So I was, yeah. I was way too late to watch any of Wayne Gretzky's career. I basically... I was when I was younger, my friend got me in the hockey. He was a Canucks fan, and I just decided since the Oilers were a big rival, I would choose the Oilers, and they were the worst team in the league back then. So that was before all of McDavid and everything. So wow, kind of lucked out. You did luck out. Connor McDavid is the real freaking deal, and he is. I, I'm not going to say he's Wayne Gretzky, but he's got a lot of Wayne Gretzky in him, and they are fun, fun, fun to watch. Connor McDavid is one of the real true stars in team sports today. I mean, he's got it all. And he skates. His skating ability and his puck handling is just unbelievable. I love watching the Edmonton Oilers 
because of Connor McDavid. If, if I'm at home and I see the Oilers are on TV, I'm going to watch at least a period or so because I love watching Connor McDavid. Yeah, the one thing he's missing is a cup, which hopefully he can get soon. Yeah, it's going to be a, definitely challenging. I thought last year was a real good opportunity for them. And uh, obviously they, they weren't able to, you know, once they got past Calgary, that was it. But I will see, you know, we, there's a long way to go. It's about you got to have a hot goalie when the playoffs start in addition to everything else. And, you know, if you have a hot goalie, uh, you can you can go that far. Edmonton did not have a hot goalie last year, as evidenced by the Calgary series. I mean, that was a high scoring series and way, way uh, atypical for Stanley Cup hockey. But, you know, we'll see. No, I, I still say the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best time of the year. Uh, hey, Connor, I don't know if you listen to my podcast today, but you you brought something to my attention that I wanted to say thank you about. And that was uh, the World Cup, you being a big soccer fan. And, you know, I've done a lot of reading on what's going on in Qatar. Can you believe that right before the World Cup, they changed their mind and now they're not going to allow alcohol sales at the venues after Budweiser has brought in as their main sponsor millions and millions and millions of product that won't be able to be sold at the games? Is that just unbelievable or what? Yeah, it's a joke, and I did have a chance to listen to your podcast yesterday about that. I mean, it's like everything that could be wrong with this tournament has yep. gone wrong. I mean, yep. at this point, the only thing that can save it is the games, and that probably won't even be enough alone. Yeah, well, I'll be very curious, uh, Connor. If the United States does not get out of their group, will you still watch the World Cup uh, religiously? I'll probably watch a couple of the bigger games, but I mean, I'm all in on the U.S. I mean, it's a big World Cup because it's probably the last World Cup for like Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's a big storyline coming in. But I mean, if the U.S. Yeah, of course it is. Group, I'm going to be devastated. I mean, it's been eight years since this team had a full rebuild in the whole soccer program from the MLS and up. I mean, it's time for some results from this team. Who's the next guy to carry the torch without Ronaldo and Messi when they're done? Who's the next real true star of the world in soccer? It's got to be Kylian Mbappe from France. I mean, he's special talent. He's young. There's also Erling Haaland from Norway, but his team's not even good enough to make the World Cup. But Mbappe already has a World Cup victory, so he's going to be good for a really long time. Okay, so that's the guy that will carry the torch when Ronaldo and Messi are no longer playing, right? Yes. Would you make the comparison that he is like the Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan or the LeBron James to Kobe? I mean, is it that type of carrying the torch? Yes and no. I mean, he's got a long way to go before he reaches that status, but the potential is definitely there. I mean... He's on one of the best teams in the world for both club and country. So, I mean, he has to do a little more, but he's, I mean, for how young he is, he's incredible to watch. All right. Last question. You told me yesterday that you think the United States has a good chance to finish second in the group, which would move them on. If the United States does not get out of their group, would you label that as a disappointment a big disappointment, major disappointment? How would you characterize it if the United States does not get out of their group? It'd be a catastrophic failure if they don't oh. get out of their group. Oh, I wow. Mean, that a would catastrophic be, failure? Wow. That would be one of the worst moments in United States sports history. I mean, this that I wow. mean, the pain that they went through, they didn't qualify in 2018. They lost to Trinidad and Tobago. That's how bad it was. I mean, yeah. They rebuilt the entire team. They have young kids. I mean, they're going to have a better chance in 2026 when these guys are all a little more mature. But youngest team in the World Cup, they, they're out to prove something. And they, they must with – I mean, England's the only team I can see. They need to beat Wales. They need to beat Iran and hopefully get, like, a tie out of England. But if they don't qualify or advance, it's just terrible. Catastrophic failure, huh? Wow. Okay. I appreciate that because I don't follow soccer. So, I, I you know, I'm, I got to speak to somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. And that would be you, not me. So I appreciate that. Catastrophic failure. All right. There you have it. All right. I, I appreciate that. I'm looking I'm looking at the groups right now. So, all right. England's the best in the group. 
then is Iran or Wales the, the worst? Is, so would you go England, U.S., Wales, Iran? Is that how you would rank the teams in that group? Yeah, that's probably how it would be. I mean, one thing about this group is all four teams are top 20 in the world's rankings, which really? looks difficult on paper, but we should still be able to take care of Wales and Iran, I think. Okay. England, you're not going to win against, right? You're not going to beat England, right? Probably not. That would be like the biggest victory in U.S. history if they did. That's what I mean. So you got to figure you're going to lose to England. Total goals also add. You really want, right? That's important, correct? Yeah, I think the first tiebreaker is usually goal differential. So right. you can beat up on the other teams. You have a good chance. So you have to beat Iran and Wales. Those are your. your those are the matches. If you win, then you're advancing. There you go. Yeah, two wins in your crew. Yep, absolutely. All right, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks for having Go me. Giants. Yep. All right. <laughs> he's, he's great. All right, let's get to uh, Lefteris, and then after that, we'll get to Ryan. Hey, Lefteris, good to have you back on the program. Hi, how are you, sir? Good. How about you, Graham? I'm um, good, Lefteris. Not, not to prolong the discussion much longer. I hear you guys talking about soccer. Um, it's fine not beating England. England has been very consistent. So if you catch them in a bad day, uh, and the United States played one of the good games, because lately it hasn't not played a good game, they could have a good chance beating England. So, uh, yeah, so uh, okay. I, I wouldn't go say definitely they're going to lose to England. It depends how they play and uh, what day is going to be good for them. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about the Kings now. Um, I went okay. to the game yesterday, and um, it, it was a good game. The only thing, the defense, of course, it's not that great. Um, that's why they allowed so many points. And especially, I don't want to figure out, I, I, I don't want to point somebody, but there's one guy in the Kings team, I can't pronounce his name, he's wearing the number nine. Uh, his defense is horrible. I mean, uh, they go by him like I will. I mean, they can't, he can't stop anybody. So um, I don't know if the coach see that, but he's a good offensive um, player, but as far as defense, he's not there. I mean, he can't stop anybody coming from there, from the side. Um, so, well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 please finish. Okay. So, uh, another thing I want to say that the Kings, the, the goal for this season is to make the playoffs. I mean, this, now, make the playoffs will be a big uh, accomplishment. Yes. So, uh, yes, they're going to beat, uh, they're going to uh, go play with the very good teams. But to uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, to get to the playoffs, if they beat the teams they're expected to beat, uh, away and at home, I mean, they should have a very good chance of making the playoffs. Correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they should. So you, you're so you're talking about the defense of Kevin Herter, right? I want to make sure I understood you. You said number nine, yes. right? Okay. Yes, so you okay. Yes. okay. And so you thought his defense is just awful? Yes. Yeah. There's so many times okay. when I asked him, I just like couldn't even stop him. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice uh, Thanksgiving. Hey, thank you very much. I, I, thank you. I, first of all, I think that Kevin Herter guards generally the best offensive player on the other team as shooting guard. Sometimes it's point guard, but it's it's not easy. But I think that's fair. I, he's never been known for a really good defensive player. I think he plays adequate defense, but that was a good observation. Let's get to Ryan. Ryan, you're on uh, Listen App. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, Grant. How you doing? Um, well, thank you. Excellent. It, I don't agree with the Herder comment. I'm not saying he's an awesome defender. I think his flaw is that, you know, he'll kind of have what coaches call that fake hustle from time to time where he goes for the steal and then the guy blows oh, by no. him. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's right. really it. Okay, we'll make the picks. I'm going to make my picks really quick. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So, oh, no. uh, do you, do you want it. my first pick? Yeah. Okay, who's the pick? Cardinals. All right, the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, we're taking the wow. Cardinals. You want to say the Bills? Yeah. Say Bills. Bills. Jets. All right. Jets. Giants. Giants. Oh, I love your son. <laughs> love him. So that's a that's a young man with a lot of knowledge right there. I love that. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Say bye, Grant. 
Bye, All right. Let's... Have a good weekend. <laughs> I love it. Oh, gosh. That's great stuff. That's great. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. If you want to get in on uh, the show, do so. Again, for those of you just joining on Sunday, I will be on after the uh, Kings and Pistons game. YouTube live. Looking forward to that. Yes, indeed. And uh, then the road trip. I'll do a post game show after all of those games, too. And I'm picking out a game that we're going to have a watch party on No Filter Network. I just got to make sure it works for, you know, a lot of the people. Uh, not that I know everybody's schedule, but I'm trying to pick out a game that uh, makes uh, the most sense. All right. So, again, Detroit. And then you have a road trip at Memphis, at Atlanta, at Boston. Home Phoenix. Home, Indiana, Halliburton and Heald, barring injury in town. Then at the Clippers. And then how, how about this stretch? Starting, and I, I know I'm contradicting myself because I don't like to look this far ahead because of injuries, but I'm just doing it for sake of conversation. At Milwaukee on December 7th, at Cleveland, at the Knicks, at Philly, at Toronto, at Detroit. Long road trip. All right, let's get to some more phone calls. And second day in a row, we got Al with us. Hey, Al. It's great to have you back on. Hey, How are you? You found me. D.B. Cooper didn't make it, my associate, but but I made it. I made it out of the... hey, hey, I'm just uh, tuning in. So uh, I wanted to ask what the final numbers get to on the YouTube chat. I know it was over 300, and I was there for the whole time. So but where did it end up, like 320, 330? Yeah, we've and and now it's over two thousand uh, with people that have gone back and watched it. And then I had I think seven thousand watching on Periscope, so we're up near ten thousand right. for the total show. God Almighty! You know, it's I guess it's you know it's nice to have the Kings relevant, man, because you know you're you know how passionate the fans are, and they and they grew up listening to you. I mean, a lot of your fans are young, and they they. They're, yep. they're good yep. memories. They're they're fond mem- fondest memories of the Kings when when you and Jerry were doing. So you got you got you're a connection to the good old days. Well, I'm also a connect, and I appreciate that. I also feel I'm still extremely close with what's going on now. I have a lot of friends that are within the organization that I talk to on a fairly regular basis. So I'm still getting very good inside information about what's going on. I'm keeping up with everything. I still have all my contacts, but I appreciate right. that. Thank you. 
Well, you know, of course, man, you hear people just love you, man. I see the comments and, you know, you've always been gracious to the fans, man. You do the after game, even when it was bad, you know, you did the, you're like a psychiatrist, you're like a 500, you should start char- charging 500 an hour for psychiatry, <laughs> for, for therapy, man. Why yeah, hey, don't I, get off the ledge, <laughs> get off the ledge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. But yeah, there is a lot of truth to that. Absolutely. It is, man. I mean, your podcast with the with being a fan, I always remember someone saying, well, it is short for fanatic, which means crazy, you know. So, But I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, you know what the, the defense thing, I've often wondered, like, sometimes to me, like a team that can really score, you know, and I'd like to hear your comment. Like, I think an NFL or basketball, a team that can really score, maybe the defense – maybe lets up a little bit because they know they got so much firepower, you know, I mean, you think there's something to that as far as maybe, you know, there's so much firepower on the, on the Kings offense right now. Do you think sometimes that dictates to the defense, maybe letting down a bit or maybe not? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think these guys now just feel like they can outscore anybody whenever they want. And, and you know what, in a lot of games, that's going to be true, but when you're playing a really good team, you are going to come, you're going yeah. to need stops, particularly at the end of games and close games. Right. Your defense, more times than not, is going to be the difference. So that's still a work in progress. Yeah, I, I hear you. You know, Pop, I watched some of his, the post game, and uh, he, the first thing he said was, you know, we had it tied up, and then they started full court. Then Davion Mitchell came in, the fans, and you and the fans made comments. And started like full court pressing, and yep. and they just you know pressed them in a turnover. You know, Davion Mitchell, he he's quick. I mean, he can he can really get he gets up on, up a on you. Yeah. Yep. So it's a yep. it's a Good how's question. your how's your weekend? How, what's the big game in college football this year weekend? Any big games or? Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of big games in college football. There's Oregon and Utah and USC and UCLA. There really aren't big games uh, for the most part. Sean thinks TCU at Baylor could be interesting, but. You know, then we get to next weekend where there's all kinds of great games. So this weekend's kind of a down week. Yeah. And then the conference championships will, will happen. I yep. yep. Now you got yep. a, a dog and a hunter other than, you know, Bowling Green where you went to school. You got like a no dog no. in that hunt? No. No. On your guy, not, I, have, I, I No, I don't have a favorite team in college football. I never have. Uh, I just like watching college football. I don't really have, though. A, a favorite team. Yeah. So, nope, nope, not for me, buddy. All right, man. Well, anyway, congrats on all the success with the with the listeners. Again, sorry I was uh, out of the loop there for a while. Things happen sometimes. So, I'm always there. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm always, happy to have you back. Yeah, I'm always listening, man, and catching up on the, sh- on the on the old. Oh, did you ever talk to Connor today? Did you ask him if he was an Edmonton Oilers uh, fan by any chance? Yeah, yeah, he is. He talked, yeah, he called and he talked about it and, uh, he said, yes, he is an Edmonton Oilers fan. So good job on your part. He does root for the Oilers. Yes, he does. Yep. Well, that was because of Gretzky. He's too young for the Gretzky years, right? No, he, he, t- he did say that. He did not He did not get a chance to watch Wayne Gretzky. He's too young for that. But now he's following right. Connor McDavid. And he said he became an Oilers fan when they were really, really bad. So now that they're getting good, he, he said he picked them at the right time. You know, when you spoke to that, I mean, I've been 55 years of Rams football. It's been good, bad, and ugly. And I just remember, oh, yeah. you know, they had stretches of nine years and 12 years. And, you know, there's something like all of a sudden if you've been there from the get-go and then McVay comes in, and I don't know who, who anything about McVay. You know, he's the youngest coach ever. I just knew it was a change of scenery from Fisher and a previous old, you know, old school guard that just couldn't get it done. So, it's it's there's no feeling like it out there. I'm gonna tell tell Kings fans, hang in there, man. Naples late lead away, and when it happens, man, you're there just like Connor. He was there in the bad years because he just liked certain things about it. It's gonna when that happens, man. It's it's so sweet. Like I finally got one last year. You know, I got a St. Louis one too. But take care, man. Yep. Good talk. Yep. You too. You have a good weekend, Al. Thank you very much. All right, let's move along and get to uh, Jerry right here on this weekender. Hey, Jerry. Happy Friday, sir. How are you? Same to you, Jerry. I'm good, buddy. Thank you, sir. Hey, Grant, let me ask you something. Um, I couldn't listen to your post-game show last night, but I listened to it today. You know what? You need to uh, do a show, Grant, just with your stories. I mean, those are some awesome stories about your father. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I can listen to those for hours, bro. I mean, you really need to think about doing something like that. I mean, what do you think? 
well, you know what? Maybe next week I'll do both my podcasts and it will just be stories. Uh, maybe some stories that I haven't even shared yet. I'll pick my brain this weekend and maybe next week I'll do it on my podcast. And that way people can listen to it at their leisure. I'll put it, it will be on all your favorite podcast platform. will be on my website. If you don't like that, if you don't like that.com, why don't I just do that next week on Tuesday and Friday? It will be nothing but stories. How does that sound? That sounds great, Grant. And Grant, let me ask you one more thing here. Uh, do you think uh, that do, um, that DeMarcus Cousins, do you think he is keeping track on how the Kings are doing? Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he and is. He's, Grant, keeping track, guys- he's keeping track on how everybody's doing, and he's desperate. Uh, to get on a roster, but nobody wants him. Because you said this numerous times that if Michael Malone came out and spoke for him, then why is he back on the Denver Nuggets? You just answered your question. <laughs> That's right, Grant. Yeah. Um, who are you taking out of uh, uh, the Cardinals and the 49ers? I'm taking the 49ers. I think they're going to win the game. They're a much better team, and I don't think it matters that the game is in Arizona. They should win that game comfortably. And, Grant, I hope I didn't make a mistake today, but I gave a buddy of mine, he's a big Cardinals fan, I gave him 10 points, and we bet bet 50 bucks. I mean, mm, That's a lot of points. I don't know why you gave him 10 when, this, when the line is eight, but you're a very generous person. Right. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. If the Niners – I'll tell you this, Jerry. If the Niners win by nine, you're going to be really pissed that you gave him 10 when the line is eight. Well, first he asked for 12, and I said, nope, I'll give you no, 10. Oh, come on. We got it. We got it. Nah, the line is eight. What the hell? You, your friend's getting greedy, and you're very generous, my friend. <laughs> Giving him 10, you're very generous. Oh, my God. All right, Grant. I know. Have a good weekend. Buddy. All right, take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. You do the same. All right. I'll do that next week. How about that? I'll do uh, both podcasts, nothing about uh, but stories. So I shared a couple the other night on YouTube. I've got more. and. Some of these stories you've heard before, but but some of these stories, it's been a long, long time since I, I did a show years ago on KHDK, the station that fired me, by the way, because I said all lives matter, every single one. Just for those of you that are keeping score at home, I'm keeping score at home. The station that fired me for saying all lives matter, every single one, uh, I did a show of nothing but stories for four hours. And I had to pause every 15 minutes for commercials. And I had probably the best response to almost any show I've ever done from that show. Four hours. And I still had a lot more stories that I had. So I'll I'll think about that over the next few days. And we'll start doing, I'll do that next week, all right? I'll do that next week. Unless, of course, there's some like gigantic story that breaks between now and then that that demands my attention on a podcast, all right? But if that does not occur, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So holiday spirit, stories. Uh, I just shared a story with Sean Salisbury and he shared a story with me, which... Sean is a humanitarian. Sean, I've always believed in this. Actions speak louder than words. Don't tell me what you're going to do in terms of charitable endeavors or helping out people. Show me, okay? Don't tell me, show me. There's too many people that want to just talk, talk, talk. But when it comes time to actually, you know, put actions into place, it doesn't happen. You know, like individuals that say they're sorry all the time. You know, and you brought up DeMarcus Cousins. How many times did he have to say, I'm sorry? Well, after a while, your apologies don't mean anything because you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So you're not really sorry. You're only sorry because you're being made to say you're sorry. And you know that there's going to be a next time and there's going to be another next time and another next time. So your apologies to me fall on deaf ears. I've always accepted people's apologies, always. But I don't accept someone's apology if it's repetitive. If you keep on apologizing for doing the same things over and over again, then your apology to me doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. You know, sorry. You know, 
If, if you're driving under the influence four times and you've had four arrests, and after the second time, you know, you are profusely apologizing and that, you know, you're, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And then you get arrested a third time and then a fourth time. And after the fourth time, you're like, man, I've really learned my lesson. And I'm promise, you know, I'm sorry. It doesn't mean anything to me. Your apology doesn't mean a thing. It means nothing to me. I always accept someone's apology, but don't keep on apologizing over and over and over again for making the same stupid mistakes or doing the same dumb things. That doesn't. And, and don't, you know, beat your chest about how great you are for your community and yet you don't do anything. Go out and do something. Make your community better. All right. If you want to come on the show, hit your hand icon and we will put you uh, right on. And we are going to say hello to uh, Justin. Justin, good to have you on the show on this Friday. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. How are you, Grant? I'm good, Justin. Hey, I just wanted to bring up um, the one dark cloud hanging over the Kings right now, obviously the Monty extension. Um, I've been giving that a little bit of thought, and I'm just wondering what your thought is on it, because my two thought, okay, there's two different ways I'm going on that. Is one, Vivek is waiting to make sure the team doesn't collapse, so he's holding out. Or my second thought is it might actually be Monty that's holding out on signing the extension because he wants to show, hey, this is my product, look what I did and then demand more money. Do you think it's Vivek? Do you think it's Monty? Or do you think it's a combination? What do you think? It's 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 100% Vivek, and I think it's a non-story. I think it's an absolute non-story. And I got to tell you, Justin, I don't know why people are talking about it. He is under contract. He's fulfilling the obligation of his contract. His contract runs through the entire year, and there's no reason to give him a new contract right now. If you want to give him a new contract, you can, but there's no reason. He's under contract. He is a general manager of a basketball team. Give him a new deal at the end of the season or after the All-Star break. Quite frankly, if I was the owner of the Kings, I wouldn't give him a new deal right now either. He's under contract. He's fulfilling the duties and obligation of his contract. You know, this isn't like uh, the Easter Bunny, you know, uh, or Santa Claus. This is professional sports. The Kings have played 14 games this year. Monty McNair is in the third year of his contract. All right. Yes, the Kings right now are playing very well. But there's no reason to give him a new contract right now. And as much as I criticize Vivek, I'm not going to criticize him on this particular stance. I would not give Monty McNair a new deal right now either. I would wait until after the All-Star break and see where the team is. Again, it's not like he's working for free. It's not like he's not working under the, uh, the structure of his contract. He's honoring his contract, and the Kings are honoring his contract by paying him. So I, don't, I think it's an absolute non-story. I think the reason it's a story for Kings fans is just because we've seen so much inept from Vivek. We've seen so many bad decisions made, whether it's coach hiring, um, firing, whatever it might be. It's just there's been so many bad decisions made to where when you have like a GM like this who's actually proven, hey, he can do what he's supposed to. He's hit on every single draft pick. Um, he's made the right moves, made the right trades. I know we're still early in the season, but I just feel like it's – if it was another uh, team that like, say like, I don't know, Mark Cuban, for example, an owner like that, do we have a little more trust? You're like, Hey, he's going to make the right move, but we've been just uh, been screwed so many times by Vivek. I think that's why it's such a worry for Kings fans. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, you also have to look at this on the other uh, side of the equation. Vivek has made so many bad moves and has wasted so much of the money of the franchise on his bad moves, bad hires, bad firings, go on. We can go on. Uh, he, he's learned his lesson that, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore until it's time to do it. And right now, 
uh, in November, it's not time to do it. Maybe two weeks from now will be time. Maybe four weeks from now, maybe eight weeks, maybe 12 weeks. But right now, in my opinion, it's not time. And if I were Vivek, I wouldn't do it either. And again, I, I've been very, very critical of Vivek. I think he's been a horrible owner for Sacramento. But in this particular stance, I think he's right. And I agree with him. I wouldn't give Monty McNair a new deal right now either because you don't have to. And what's your take, too, from Monty's point of view? Do you think uh, with his happiness basically being in Sacramento, do you think if he received an offer from another organization, um, do you think he would possibly take that? Or do you think that he's satisfied with Sacramento? This is his baby. He's built it from the ground up, basically. And where he wouldn't want to take, you know, dollar for dollar, he would stay in Sac. I don't know if he's built it from the ground up. I don't think that's fair to say. But I would say that uh, he's very proud of what the team looks like right now. I'm sure there's a great sense of uh, pride, but I'll tell you this, and I know this to be factual. There's a lot of there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that's not pleasant for the general manager of the Sacramento Kings, and and it's Vivek, and he's a meddler and he's a pain in the ass, and yeah. everyone that works for him would tell you that if you could have a private conversation, he is a pain in the ass, and he thinks he knows a lot more than he knows, and that can wear on you as an executive. Okay, but all right, at the end of the day. Monty McNair has got to be extremely prideful of what he's been able to do with this team. And I think that would go a long way. I don't have a crystal ball any more than you do. If another organization called him and made him a really attractive deal, if he had, you know, uh, a, a lot of close allies in another organization, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if, uh, you know, what, what it was like in Houston for him. I don't know if Houston came knocking on his door. Would he go back there? I, I I don't know. You know, Houston's got a nice young nucleus too. They are building a, a, in a similar fashion. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. All I know is right now today on November 18th, 14 games into a season is not the time that you have to worry about an extension for your general manager. Let it all play out. I would say come the all-star break, you can evaluate where the team's at, evaluate the future, and at that point in time, you can make a very nice offer to Monty McNair. Right now, to me, there's no reason to do it. Yeah, I agree with you on the timing for right now. Um, the time to do it should have been actually when Brown was hired, just to basically line up the contracts. See, if it doesn't I disagree work out, with you. I, I, paying, I, I don't know what to make you. You don't no, think I so? Don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Vivek did that. He gave Vladi Divac a new multi-year deal to coincide with Luke Walton. Within a year, within a year, mm -hmm. okay, Vladi was out, Luke Walton's out, and, you know, you're going to have to pay Luke anyway because it was, you know, his deal. But you gave Vladi Divac a brand-new three-year extension, maybe four years, I can't recollect right now, and Vladi was out a couple of months later after giving him that deal when you didn't have to give him that deal. And so you are now paying Vladi Divac millions of dollars to not have to work for your sense. franchise. So I don't agree with that. I think you wait. You, you don't have to. Don't. Uh, here's something in pro sports. Don't do something until you have to do something just to make someone feel good. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not like that. Vivek has wasted millions and, mil and, and I'm using the term wasted. He has wasted millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of the franchise because he's made stupid, irrational decisions. He doesn't need to run the franchise like that anymore, and nor should he. And so in this particular instance, I think he's doing the right thing. All right, well, as long as he stays, as long as we don't lose him, because from a Kings fan's point of view, I think that's the biggest point of stability is Monty, what he's done, how he's changed it. I think that'll definitely attract um, free agents too. just basically once they do extend them having stability, you know where the franchise is going. You know, it's not going to just be a, another turn of events where you yeah. hire a new GM and fire well, a coach. Just so you know, the um, thing that attracts free agents yeah. is winning. Free agents don't give a damn who the general manager is. Yeah. Free agents don't give a damn about anything. If the team is winning and the money is there, that's attractive. Sacramento proved that back in the early 2000s when a lot of the free agents were telling their agents, get me to Sacramento, get me to Sacramento, get me to Sacramento. And so if you win, just like the Warriors proved, you know, the Warriors were a dead franchise and yeah. they were going nowhere. And then they traded their best player to Milwaukee and Monte Ellis. Then they drafted well. They drafted, they had already had Curry. They drafted Thompson. They drafted Green. And they were off to the races. Okay. 
Nobody wanted to play for Golden State. No free agents wanted to play for Golden State. They yeah. only wanted to play there when the team started winning. Now everyone wants to play there. So if you win, it doesn't matter who your general manager is. That makes no difference to a player who the general manager is. None at all. Yeah. The only, the only thing I was thinking was just stability just from, because if, if the Kings are in the ever turning circle of firing coaches, hiring coaches, firing yes. GMs, hiring GMs, it just shows a little more stability. I'll tell you who it's important. Um, uh, but well, also me, lastly, me, I just want to tell you who it's important to. It's important yeah, to the ahead. agents because the general managers all deal with the agents and the agents want their players to go to yeah. stable organizations. So it matters to the agents, but to the player, player doesn't give a damn who the general manager is. The player cares about is the team good. Can I play there and can I make money? That's what matters. They don't go, well, gee, who's the general manager? That's not it. That, that doesn't factor into a player that much. Yeah. Well, also, the last thing I just wanted to say, too, was just not even in regards to that. I just want to say thank you for doing your uh, the post game. Um, what I've been doing, I went to the game last night, um, drove home, turned off AM radio, flipped on your post game through the uh, YouTube. So I just want to say thanks thank for doing you. that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure all Kings fans do to have that familiar voice and that somebody, you know, other than Matt Barnes talking post game or whatever it might be. So I just want to say, I don't know why anybody would listen. I don't know why anybody would listen to Matt Barnes. I really don't. I don't understand that. I don't know why anyone would spend one minute listening to Matt Barnes, but I'm happy to do it. I'm going to be doing it again on Sunday. I'm going to be doing it after every game on this upcoming road trip. So listen, I appreciate you going home, turning off the radio and turning me on, man. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. So thank you very much. Yeah, you were on the whole ride home, man. He took me all the way home. I got out of the arena, turned on your YouTube, hooked it up to the car, and drove home. So that was cool. <laughs> so thank you. You're a good man. Hey, Justin, you have a great weekend, okay? You too. Thanks, Grant. Thank you. I love comments like that. It makes me feel good because I, I'm i doing the show for the enjoyment of you. And I listen, I enjoy it too. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like it's a chore to me. And I'm like, Oh my God, I got to I enjoy it. I really enjoy conversing with everyone. I love it. I've told you this. I don't know how many times I got to go over this, but I'm going to keep on doing it because I think it's important. Okay. I don't watch the Kings games and follow the Kings. Like as an announcer, it's different now for me. I, I don't really know how to explain it. Okay. But what is not different for me is you. And the excitement and the passion and the hope that you have, like that to me invigorates me. Like that drives me. Like that puts me in a good mood to see how many fans have had 16 years of miserable, suffering, horrible basketball. And now you're seeing a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. You've got a team that looks like they could be pretty good. That's what captivates my interest. That's what, that's what makes me tick. So I'm going to be doing these shows a lot. You know, if I have to go on an airplane, I can't do the show, right? If I have an event that I have to be at, I can't do the show. You know, if I got a family function I have to be at, maybe I can't do the show. But other than that, I'll be doing the shows. And we're going to have a watch party coming up here in the very near future. I'll try it out on No Filter Network where we could all be on a video chat at the same time, a huge roundtable. You know, we'd have 20 people on the screen. And we could be going back and forth with comments and ideas while we're watching the game. So we got a lot of good things going on. But Sunday, Kings Pistons, right after the game. And I even come on what I normally do because I can only schedule YouTube on 15-minute increments. So I normally do it at, like, for instance, the game's at 6, so I'll schedule it at 8.15. Maybe the game is still going on. So maybe I start the stream a couple minutes late as we're all watching a, maybe a close game. And then we come on and like last night, I stayed on for over an hour. It was great. You know, and I'm looking at how many people now have watched. So I'm up to, you know, including people that watched it after it was live, 2,500. I got 7,000 on Twitter. I don't know how many people are on Facebook. So, you know, we get about 10,000 people. The other night against the Lakers, I had over 30,000 people. So that's in all the total mediums. It's great. I love doing it. You know, you if you're there, I'm there. If you support me, I'm going to support you. That's really what it boils down to. You show me you're interested. You show me you want it. I'm going to do it for you. Absolutely. I'm going to do it. If you show me that you want to watch and listen, I will be here every single day because I appreciate the heck out of you all. You all are freaking awesome. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Stay safe.
And it won't be too much longer before I'm broadcasting again, either here on Listen App or on YouTube. So long. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.